welcome to Modern Anarchy, the podcast featuring real conversations with conscious objectors to the status quo. I'm your host, Nicole. Hello, on today's episode, we have the founder of the Mother Tree Foundation, Natalie. Join me for a conversation all about taking our own advice. And it's funny that that was the concept or I guess main theme behind this episode because I recorded this episode about, what, a month ago and now I'm editing it here and thinking, damn, my own advice hits really hard for where I'm at right now mentally with the stress of school and applications and all the fun things that being a graduate student entails. And so here I am taking my own medicine, listening back uh, to this conversation and thinking, damn, this is these are important things to be focusing on and building and things that, you know, I forget all the time. And so I really, really enjoyed getting to have this conversation with Natalie, and it's clear that the two of us together were just bouncing off ideas about what does it mean to actually love yourself, and not in a hippie woo-woo bullshit way. What does it mean to actually love the full, messy, beautiful, dark, and complex reality that we are as humans? And so, yeah, everyone, you're gonna love this episode. And with that, I also started a Patreon. Everyone keeps telling me that I should have done this from the beginning, and I'm here, people. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. Um, So many people want to move podcasts behind paywalls, which is obviously completely against my ethical values, right? I mean, we're not going to put something, a resource behind the need to pay. So for me, I figured, hey, let's start this Patreon. Let's get this moving, this movement here of people who are able to support this sort of work and the benefit that comes from having a space to talk about these conversations. And I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust in the universe and all the people that I know are listening to this podcast every week and tell me and send me dms and messages that they feel like they've just learned so much and benefited so much from this podcast that yeah together we can do this we can bring the change we can make society a better place that is open to exploring different perspectives and the diversity of the human experience so i'm really excited to be on this journey with all of you and all the listeners that make this a reality oh, yeah i hope all of y'all enjoy today's episode and tune in. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, yep. and here's the cat. <laughs> How cute. Hi. <laughs> yeah, here's the fat cat. Um, I have this like little bird feeder over here where I usually like there's a ton of seeds in there and then usually there's a bunch of birds. So she loves to like hang out over here with me. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. I love cats. Yeah. Hi, little one. I see your little head. Yeah. Um, no, I really want a dog though. Yeah. Very badly. So hopefully yeah. soon. Dogs are so hard though. They're like little babies. They are, but I just, 
oh god they're just so sweet Mm -hmm. I just love I love dogs I love cats too I've had like good experiences with cats Mm -hmm. to love to be able to like love them because you know some can be like a little ruthless yes (laughs) uh yeah as I have scratches on my arm yes I I, yeah I know yeah Yeah, they're just so much easier that's the hard part but like dogs have such a positive energy to them they wake up they're happy they want to go outside they want to play in this like it's just such like an exuberance that cats don't always usually have um yeah that's why i love dogs yeah yeah they're very just like a partner like you Mm -hmm. have a partner like you can go for a walk with them you can like run with them you can road trip with them so it just feels like if you're alone you have a buddy, which I just like. That's true. That's true. That's so true. Yeah. Fat Cat's very limited in our like buddy <laughs> mentality. She's like a stay-at-home yeah. roommate that doesn't have a job, you know? Like yep. I come home and she's always there. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. But I love her. I love her dearly. Oh, how are you doing this morning? Good. Good. Yeah. On Monday. Where are like, you Mondays located? are always like chaos. I'm in Yuma, Arizona currently. Oh, nice. Is, Where is are you? Chicago. Chicago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Is it is it cold out there where you're at? Like, is there snow? I don't really know. No. So oh. Yuma is desert. We're right on the border of Mexico. Yeah. So we're south, south, south Arizona desert, so much like Tucson. So yeah. we don't really, we don't get like any of that sort of weather. It's, um, I think it's like 45 to 50s in the morning and then 73 in the daytime yeah Damn. <laughs> very different than chicago which is freezing wind chill yes all yes that yes oh yes i wake up going to clinicals and it's one degree you know or feels like one degree and you're just like um <laughs> i don't think i belong here i don't think this is right actually <laughs> yeah i yeah. grew up in massachusetts and so I went to college out there and I remember a few mornings like walking to class in the winter and it was just fucking freezing and so cold and then the wind chill yeah and I in my face one day I remember my face was just frozen I was like why am I I'm not doing this and so right like after college I moved to California and now I'm in Arizona and I'm like never in the warm states (laughs) I can't can't do those those intense winters at least like Maybe if I had a garage, you know? Yeah, it'd be easier. Could Or an automatic start, but, like, having to walk out to your cold car, like, to go to the gym in the morning. It just and, like, makes everything harder. It's, and it's, like, a half hour. But, like, you literally oh, yeah. have to get up a half hour earlier to go to the gym in the morning. Sure. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, I literally drove over here, parked in a spot, realized I couldn't mm-hmm. even get out of the spot to back up a little bit because there was too much snow. And then I was like, oh, shit, now I'm not going to be able to get my car out when I need to leave. So I spent like 20 minutes scraping out the snow so that it could roll out to find mm-hmm. a new parking spot before this <laughs> call. So like, yes, I know. And then I like, I tried <laughs> to think of the like um, – did you ever watch that Goop episode where they do like cold – meditation and they're just like walking out in the snow laying out in the snow and like yeah like I guess meditation in the snow and like you know the people who do um ice diving under the I don't I don't have the language to properly describe this do you know what I'm talking about yeah yes yeah so then I like it's it's like cold therapy yes Mm -hmm. so then I'm like walking out of the house this morning going okay if they can do it how can I do it every morning when I walk to the car right 
I don't know. I, I'm still so trying to figure all out. About, <laughs> all about the breathing in your mind. Yep. Yep. That's what I do. I try to Hard. take like, I, I notice like the second I walk out outside when it's cold, I'm like hunched over trying to like keep in. And then I have to take like a very deep breath to try and like relax yeah. my body in the cold. You can I feel know. that. Yeah. Oh, I know. Me too. And I've realized that if I do not maintain eye contact with her, she gets grumpy and she'll hit me when I'm recording podcasts. Yeah, I swear to God. I, I, this is why you want a dog. Because <laughs> she is like, like, she's like a partner. She's like, get pay attention, pay attention to me. <laughs> exactly. But only when I want it. Exactly. <laughs> That's cat. Slightly toxic relationship, but it's cool. I am her, yeah, her lover. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So, is there anything you do? You have any questions for me? The podcast recording? No, it looks like a really amazing podcast, though. I just love like your explanation of it and what you have going on. So, I'm really excited. I just, I'm really excited, and I love your like colors and your logo. It's oh. really like I just really like the vibe. That's good so, vibes all so, so great because I did it all myself. So that always feels nice to hear that like someone else is like, yeah, this is good. God. You did it all by yourself? Yes. And then I do all the editing yeah. and I do all the production and releasing. I do all of it by myself <laughs> while in grad wow. school. So it's crazy. It's it's crazy. But um, I love wow. it. I love it. It's, it's changing me as a human to be talking to like different people that I've never thought I would have been connecting with, you know, and trying to expand yeah. my own level of consciousness. So yeah. it's fun. Yeah. But, yes. A lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. Good for you. I had a yeah. podcast for a little bit with a friend and it just kind of fell off because we were like a little bit all over the place on it. But sure. Yeah, I was I remember how much work it was like she did a lot of the editing and stuff, but it was it was a lot. So what was it about? Um, it was called Impact the Pursue. It was just talking about like, just basically people's life changes and or stuff that they've been through and like the reason behind it and just getting through the hard stuff mm. and really talking about like vulnerabilities and yeah. and all of that yeah yeah wow it sounds very similar kind of to yeah. what I try to aim mine yeah. to do is like yeah how have you become the person you are today what struggles have you gone through mm -hmm. what lessons have you learned in the journey of like becoming your authentic self because so many societal things are trying to stop us from doing that you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and just relating things back to to like old patterns and like getting through them or being really afraid to do something and mm -hmm. then doing something and then you're like in this amazing place and just inspiring other people to like break free and yes you know to follow everything that is going on out there and all exactly. the societal norms exactly exactly yes I love that. And I love that energy. I'm sorry you didn't keep going with it. I mean, that sounds like such a good project, but I, I recognize yeah. it. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So how, why did you start that podcast though? It was with a friend I grew up with mm -hmm. and I we still talked to it like we're still really good friends. And I was going through, we hadn't really stayed connected after college. Sure. And I was going through a really tough period in my life. I was with my ex-boyfriend who just really wasn't that it was a very toxic relationship and I had moved from California with all of my friends to Yuma and didn't like have anybody and I was just like I really feel like I need to reach out to Molly like she was just mm -hmm. always there to talk to yeah and I reached out to her and we just started having these 
really incredible conversations and I was realizing things about myself and, mm. and I'm so lonely. I'm craving this person who's like not good for me. I'm afraid to do Oof. these things. And it was just good to like be vulnerable and come to those hard yeah. realizations with somebody. And I was just like, I feel like these are such important conversations to have because so many of us are just, we're all going through things, yep. you know? Yep. And it's like, from an outside perspective, things might look good. Mm-hmm. But what's happening inward could be really bad and detrimental. Absolutely. And when we don't talk about them, then you have people just out there committing suicide and you see the rates like that have gone up. And like, I think that's Mm. honestly people so lonely and can't Mm. talk about their problems or don't have anybody that's there that it just all culminates and they, that's what happens. I know. Um, I saw the Miss America. Yeah. Someone had, I saw it on Instagram. Someone had posted Mm. this video of her like smiling in this like fashion shoot and being all bubbly and happy. And someone said, you know, this is what depression can also look like. Yeah. Just like, yeah, wow. You exactly what you're talking about. We're like from the surface, you're like, wow, here's this beautiful human doing everything that she wants in the world. And then you hear about what happened and you just, how do you weigh that? And I think what you're talking about is so spot on where it's just, there's so much in here internally going on that we might not be seeing from the outside and how valuable Mm -hmm. it is to have the opportunity to share that with other people, whether it be in therapy or friends, all these different connections that we have. I'm thinking about like you in that space between, you know, having a toxic relationship that might be sparking up a lot of, you know, I don't even know, fears, anxieties, different pieces, and then having this completely opposite relationship, you know, with another person who's inspiring you to be more vulnerable and to be yourself and like, wow, yeah, the difference between those two relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just like, yeah, having having somebody to talk to and and Mm. feeling authentic because I mean when you're just portraying yourself out to the world as the opposite of what you're going through you're going to feel lost when you're Mm. not doing I don't know that's how that's how I feel like when I feel like I'm presenting myself as like if I walk into something and I'm like I have to put on a face right now like I have to be happy mm-hmm. even though I'm not yep I come back and I'm even more unhappier because I'm just yeah. like not showing up yes. what as what's really going on Holy. Yeah. It's almost like you have to disconnect and dissociate from yourself to do Mm -hmm. some sort of fake, you know, production of who you are. And so, yeah, Yeah. I mean, that is naturally going to create a lot of dysregulation between your sense of self. Yeah. And then you don't like, I just feel like then you don't really know who you are. And then it gets even more confusing. And then the depression, like, because I've been through this. So I know I'm like, yeah, you get even so disconnected that you come back and you're like, oh my God. And Mm. it just, it dives you to an even deeper hole than what you were already in. Yeah. What do you feel like was pressuring you into that space? Really this relationship? Were there other pieces that were going on that kind of like compounded? I feel like for me, it was. There was a lot of things. Like, I think the major thing was that I just felt very disconnected Mm -hmm. from myself and that I wasn't really following my heart and what was good for me and what I needed. And also, I wasn't like really living my purpose. I feel like that's a big thing, Mm -hmm. too. You know, when you're just like, what am I doing with my life? That's for me, it's like, what am I doing to like help and inspire other people? Sure. Yeah. And if I'm not doing that, I feel down. Mm. 
And so I think it it was for me, it was like a few things. And I don't know how it is for other people. But sure, of course, of course. Where were you at in your life when you were feeling this way? I'm actually coming out of just a new phase of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So what's been going on? It's a little fresh. Um, mm. Again, it was just like, it's that cycle, you know, when yeah. you don't deal with it and you just move on from things and you mm. don't fully deal with it, you'll go back into it. Mm. And so my thing was recently was I felt like I just was didn't know who I was. Like Oof. I had been following people, not following people, but I never had to make my own decisions. I was, I kind of just like go with the flow Yeah. and I'm in a place to do, make my own decisions. And that's very daunting. And I don't Mm. know how to listen to myself. Yep. And I have just been like feeling very uninspired by my full-time job, Sure. but unmotivated and like unmotivated and unclear about my path in my, what I really want to be working towards. Yeah. And so that all just kind of compiled to like, I feel disconnected. I don't know what I want. And I'm also like not fulfilling my purpose. I don't have clarity of like where I'm going, like no clarity where I'm going. And I think it's all for a reason because I've, I te- I coach other people and sure. I work with other people to work through their traumas and like yeah. break free from what they're going through. But I have never sipped my own medicine fully. Oof. Oof. So I tell people, I'm like, just, you got to do this every single day. Yeah. And I've had to turn the mirror and be like, are you willing to do that every day? Right. Like, are Ooh, you? I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been crazy. So these past few months, I've really had to sip my own medicine and and do what I've been telling people to do. And finally, I'm, I'm in a space where I'm feeling better. But it was honestly, like, Oof. it was an awful experience. Like, I was crying every day. Oh, yeah, of course. And just questioning, like, I understand where people are at. Because I, I was really questioning, like, yeah. why the f- do I need to be here? Like, why am I here? Right. What That's is my, why, why am I here? Like, I just feel like, I've made so many mistakes in my life. Like I feel like I shouldn't be here. Mm. And so I understand these people now and how hard it is to get yourself out of that, that negative mindset in that cycle and that it's hard and to sit with yourself. I've really never fully, I've, I've done it sometimes, you know, but I've never done it like this where I've really had to stick with it. And like, it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. To really like sit in that uncertainty of what is my meaning? Why am I here on this world? And what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And loving yourself too, like fully loving yourself no matter what. So things like that don't don't affect you as much, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that, that level of acceptance as humans Mm -hmm. that we have good and bad sides. Right. I mean, I feel like I'm constantly in this state where I'm like, yeah, I'm a good human. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you have these moments where you might not show up how you think you would want to and having that bit of like, oh yes, I am still human. And what it means to be human is to fail periodically, quite frequently. In fact, you know, and like, how do we Mm -hmm. have space for ourselves and enough self-love to recognize and give ourselves compassion when we have those moments. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so it's so hard. Like you said, like we fail. 
all the we time and we can sit in that shame and yep. that's where I caught myself in like Oof. for for months I was just like if I did this differently if I did this differently Oof. I'd be farther along if I didn't hurt this person if I didn't do this and like Oof. dude that shame and that regret and yeah. that like going back to the past and being like I wish I could change things that can fucking kill people yes Mm. yes yes it can right I mean staying in the past I mean that Mm. is something that is unchangeable unchangeable right like we coming back to like what is within our Uh, locus of control right so like really sticking the past and saying you know I did this and I wish I would have showed up in that way but there is literally nothing you can possibly do to change that time Right. And so it's hard when we get stuck in that cycle back there. Where we're like, I wish I would have done mm-hmm. this. I wish. And like all the time beating ourselves up, having judgment about it, and then staying there in that judgment space rather than like, wow, I really fucked up. And now how do I learn but, from that yeah. to mm-hmm. change in the future? I feel like that's such a big mind shift to like have enough self-compassion and space to recognize it and move right yeah that is yeah it's it is heartening because there's there's literally nothing you can do to change the past but you can like I think what I learned these past two months is like accept fully like own it like face it like I did this I I didn't do this I didn't take advantage of this opportunity or I hurt this person or I did this stupid thing and I accept Mm -hmm. that and I take responsibility for my life now to learn from that and know that that those things didn't make me feel good so in the future when an opportunity like that comes again where I'm faced with I I think I'm about to like go off the hinge I might over drink right now and like this could spiral to stop myself before I even do that yeah and you learn like I know that this doesn't make me feel good so don't do it and so it's Mm. just from putting those reminders Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, that is autonomy, right? Like that is the beauty also of what it means to be human is to have this moment where, you know, some sort of stimulus is coming in and we're going to pause enough to decide how we want to react. That's what makes us human, this brain that we have, right? Mm Where we are animals, yes. And we also have the ability to make executive decision-making where you sit there and you say, you know what? I'm going to respond differently this time. And that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way you just said that. It's like that executive, like you can take responsibility in that moment and take a pause, which we're not used to in society, but you can pause when you're faced with a decision. And instead of just going through an old pattern and just doing whatever's in front of you being like, do I want to do this? Yep. If I do this, what is this going to do? Okay. I actually don't think I want to go out to the bar tonight. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be good for me. I'm just like, you have, we can take responsibility and change. Right. Exactly. And then I think the important piece is like, how does it feel not going to the bar though? Mm -hmm. Right. Like when you're sitting at home. Yeah, exactly. Your face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the important piece. It's like, right. Like I I hate this bullshit about like this positive toxic knits where people like, yeah, you make the change and it feels great. And it's like, and it also sucks like let's be really honest it's a a process of uncomfortability to get to that place where eventually it feels better and you're in this you know different patterns and things but at first it really sucks it sucks oh my god it sucks yeah to like 
really have to think about your future and what you want and either take opportunities or don't. Mm -hmm. And then sit with yourself in that time of like, I'm not going to go do this thing. I'm going to sit here alone. Mm -hmm. And like, I found myself like craving like people and like, I even noticed myself like watching that. I I never watch TV sure, sure, sure. and I noticed myself binging Netflix every night because I was Ooh, avoiding, yeah. like I was trying to fill, okay, I used to fill it with going out with people. Now I'm filling it with like TV. And then finally one day I was just like, shut the fucking computer. Mm. You need to clearly face something like you're avoiding. Oof. And it's hard and it's so uncomfortable. And I had to sit Ugh. with myself and like fidget and like try to journal and just like yeah. get angry. I'm like, I'm so fucking over this. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. I just want to like scream. Oof. And I did. And I followed those instincts of like screaming and like just yeah. journaling it out. And like it felt good. And I mm. feel like I'm finally in a place where it's like, I'm not going to go do that. I'm not going to like do all these things sure. that. And it's okay if I do do them sometimes, right, but sure. tonight I'm going to stay in and do this with myself because mm. I've finally come to a place where like being with myself alone feels good. Yeah. Wow. And I'm sure what a journey that has been, right? Coming to that yeah. relationship with yourself where you love yourself enough to enjoy that company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. And I, I just want to say like to the people like, it's not easy. And I understand, mm. like I used to, I still coach. I now feel like I'm a better coach, but sure, I coach people for so long, not doing any of the work mm. myself or feeling any of these things, like just completely avoiding mm. and putting all of my time and effort to, for other people. Like, I want to heal you. I'm not going to yes, heal me. Exactly. And, and finally going through that on my own, I still am you know we always are yeah I feel like I finally I'm like I can really tell people like I get it Mm. I know it's hard and like you can do it though certainly yeah I feel like I notice it's like it's how do we tune in enough to ourselves to notice when we get to that state and need that check in again and I feel like that's what I'm trying to work on like how can I recognize when I've gotten to like more of a dysregulated stressed out state to know that I need to pause you know and sometimes I notice I start like reacting much faster like text comes in respond email respond like pa 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 and then I just like recognize that I am not here within my own body I'm just reacting 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 to everything versus slowing down enough to be present with myself respond choose how I want to show up and it's like yeah how do we recognize enough to before you get into that completely dysregulated state to pause and come back to ourselves yeah oh that's beautifully put yeah I think answers yeah (laughs) I think it's like you we know our body. We know our bodies. Yep. Yep. That's not, a good place. Not everybody. I, I think that that's, uh, it's not self-awareness and not everybody has it at first because self-awareness can be scary. And I, I know that. Yes. And yes. so self-awareness is scary, but when you have it and you're willing to accept, like, I don't feel good right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of my shit. I want to make changes. That's when you can move towards it. But it is that self-awareness. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which is taking. But our society is opposite. Like we. Oh, yeah. So I think that's why so many people have a hard time with it because we're not meant to pause. 
we're like, go, 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 go people. So I think that people don't even have the opportunity to realize it. It's like, okay, wake up, go, go to the gym, like then go to work and then come home and make dinner and then, and then watch TV. And then all of a sudden you're in bed mm-hmm. and you repeat the same thing the next day. Yeah. And not even just that on top of that, when I'm on the train or when I'm driving, I'm listening to something. And when I'm here, mm-hmm. I'm scrolling. And then when I'm here waiting, I'm scrolling here. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> where is your attention being directed? Because it's constantly with these new stimulus. And I mean, for me, like just even taking off Instagram and social media off of my phone so that when I am in the world, having these moments of pause that I don't go through the, just this like habitual pattern of scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Just even that small switch causes me to be much more in tune with myself because, yeah, typically those moments are just wasted, I would like to call that. Wasted? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you get something from scrolling, but, like, it's just – what it does is it's kind of like the Netflix thing where it's just kind of blocking you off. Yeah. We're, like, we're avoiding. It's drowning. And and it's okay to do that stuff sometimes. I mean, we do have a lot going on in life. Like, so sure, there are times yeah. where I watch TV and I'm like, I need this it's night healthy. to like, yes. not think. But yeah, I think it's in our bodies, you know, they're screaming at us and we just have to believe it. And we have to see it like, and not as just a medical thing. Like if you're having like chronic stress and chronic pain in your body, look inward and see yeah. what's going on. Cause I, I fully believe in that Western medicine has its place and we need it and we need sure. to come together. But when you are dysregulated in life, your body is going to tell you, your body is going to yep. tell you through like your organs malfunctioning, mm-hmm. like your digestive system malfunctioning, your hormones, your stress yeah, levels for sure. going to show up in chronic pain, headaches, exactly. All of it. And then, and then more, if you don't deal yes. with it, then diseases down the road. Mm-hmm. And that's our body telling us we're dysregulated, oh, for sure. slow down, yes. come inward. Yes. And it's our willingness as people to be like, yes, I accept that and I'm going to mm-hmm. do something about it. But a lot of times, and this is no shame because I was that way, we're not willing to accept it and face it. We're just like, yeah. oh, it's a medical thing. I'm just going to go to the doctor. Mm. Yeah. And it's tricky because like sometimes, yes, these things are yes. very much so medical problems and you never want to like let those, you know, go by the side. So it's like, yes. And there are still a lot of things that are the result of your own mind-body connection, right? Even in psychology, we talk about this all the time, you know, anxiety and stress, you know, your increased cortisol levels change your body's homeostasis. It actually puts it out of homeostasis, right? Mm -hmm. You're in a different state, which will affect your digestive system, your stomach, you know, your skin, all these things. I notice I like towards the end of my semester, every time when finals weeks come out, I just break out all the way. You know, and it's like, where is that coming from? It's all this different stress in my body that is changing how I am physiologically showing up in spaces. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, how can we be and I'm I'm feeling like how can we be in better relationship with ourselves? I am someone that spends so much time like how can I be better in relationship with my partners, with my friends, with all these other people, and I devote all that energy to that. And how can we come back to be more connected Mm -hmm. to ourselves? It is a relationship that we have or don't have, you know, like me as well, where I'd never had this relationship in the past. It would have been hard to sit with myself in silence, you know, and connect and tune in. But how can we start to develop that and foster that? I I think that's what self-love is, not taking a bubble bath. You know, I think that's part of it. But like more of this relationship to yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. 
we can only have as good a relationship as we have in my belief. And it's, this is my opinion and I, I see other opinions, but my, my belief is if my relationship with myself isn't good and positive and full, how am I supposed to have great relationships with other people? You know, like for sure, for sure. Yes. Without a doubt. I don't think that is just your belief. I think that is a hundred percent true because I mean, what we see through relationships all the time is that we're playing out different scripts, narrative experiences, right? Whether that's from, you know, my family dynamics that taught me, this is how you interact with people, toxic relationships that I have gone through that taught me, this is how you show up in love and other ways. Like if I have not learned how to connect back to myself and decide how I want to show up in the world, then I'm just going to be repeating what has been demonstrated before me. So yeah, I think it is so, 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 so fundamental to have a good relationship with yourself first before you try and have good relationships with other people. I mean, and, but like, then I get into the space where people are like, well, don't, date other people you know until you have this perfect relationship with yourself and it's like that is also not accurate either we can grow with people we can learn with people we are constantly in relationship with friends family you know and with people who we have romantic or sexual relationships with and you can constantly learn in that state but be doing that work actively to be with yourself and to continually be checking in and growing with yourself I think is so key I agree. And it's, it's all a balance, right? It's like, you can have really wonderful relationships around you, but don't avoid yourself. Like make sure that you're balancing your time with other people with your time to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And even I've been noticing this with like my life with school and the podcast and other pieces and all this time that it takes up where a lot of this time is spent alone, right? Like I'm editing this podcast, I'm alone, I'm recording, you know, all this sort of stuff. But it's like that time alone is kind of like the Netflix time. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I get it. Like it is time focused on something else, but it's not so much checking in with myself. It's more of like a production doing time versus being still and just listening to where my heart and mind is at. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I could be alone all the time and still not really be alone with myself. And it's Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. there's a difference between like, oh, I'm alone. I'm working on all of these amazing things. But it's like, you need to take the time alone of like slowing down to journal Mm -hmm. or like take a walk, like meditate, breathe, like Yes. Something to re reinvigorate like all the effort that you're putting into other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is also something I I talk about this all the time, but I think it is a huge piece. Like growing up with the internet, I don't know how old you are, but like growing up with the internet at our fingertips, just the amount of stimulus that we have had <laughs> and become accustomed to. Like I, I have a hard time going out and just going for a walk without music in my ears or a podcast going or something else like I have a hard time just being quiet listening yep yeah I mean there's like that stage of growing up with the internet and just like the constant there's so much information out there and we are such like our society is such a doer doer society Mm -hmm. that like I'm sure with with what you're into and what because I find myself too I'm always listening to podcasts like I'm taking a walk listening to podcasts and like well this is okay because I'm learning something really helpful but like at what point are we like integrating that what we're learning? Like, that's what I went through. I was like, I have learned so much. I have thousands and thousands of hours of schooling now. 
what did I actually integrate? Mm. And that's, and now that I'm having more silent moments, I feel like that my brain is finally being like working it in and having the time to do it versus like being overwhelmed with all the information. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That integrative piece of, yeah, just not listening, but actually applying what's actually going to stick with me. What am I actually focusing on and directing my focus towards Mm -hmm. to make sure I'm incorporating into my life. I started doing morning pages. Have you heard of this, The Artist Way? No. It's this book by Julia Cameron about the artist way where it's like trying to connect everyone back to their inner artist and their level of creativity. And one of the big things that I took from that was she talked about this practice of doing morning pages where you get up and you write three pages every day just just for yourself. You just do it. And so I've wow. been doing that since May of last year. So almost for a year and – well, not – I still got a few months. But like wow, has that process just changed me to wake up every day and be like, this is what's on my heart. This is for no one else but me. And here it is. And like slowing down to write three pages, you kind of, after a page and a half, you get that point where you're like, okay, well, what else am I feeling right now? And like that check-in that it slows me down. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll notice that like if I'm going through something intense and emotional, I'll have want to write four pages, five, you know, and I'm like, oh, how interesting. I have so much weight I'm holding right now that it's just pouring out. And it's been such kind of like a mirror, like you said earlier, where you're like, turn that mirror back on yourself. And you're like, are you doing that work? And like, here's my mirror of my pages. And sometimes I'll go back and read them from like a month before and just be like, wow, interesting. You were in that space. Now you're here and try to like, have this more full holistic sense of who I am and where I'm at and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's a beautiful practice. That's hard. Thank you. Good for you. A year. That's Cause yeah, there's days where you might be like a page in and be like, all right, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna just go get my cup of coffee now, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, there's definitely more. Mm-hmm. There's definitely more. You mm-hmm. just have to open up and be vulnerable and dig. Right. Yeah. Or focus. Like maybe if I have that extra, you know, emotional space, what can I be thankful for? What can I pull in now? Like, let's change this instead of like constantly through that growth of like, what more do I want to dig? It's like, okay, I want to focus now on like how beautiful it is outside. Yeah. How much I have going on. Like, oh. And so I try to pull that in too. And so yeah, that process of like just sitting with our brain more and recognizing that we have the power to direct our attention. I was, uh, I love the metaphor. I think I had heard, um, I don't know where I heard this, but thinking about your mind kind of like a TV. And when you're kind of stuck in one state, you really have the ability to change the channel. You know, like I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling sad. I'm like, okay, well, let's also think about what we're, you know, on channel two, gratitude. You know, what do I have that's going on that's good? And you really can watch your head flip between two different states, depending on what you choose to put your focus on and direct your attention towards. It's crazy. It is crazy. And it's hard. It's a, That's like such a consistent practice because I realize these past few months, just being in that like deep state of depression, like I knew I could change the channel. I had the awareness that I could change the channel and I could not Mm. change the channel some days. Like I could not, and I knew how to do it because I teach people how to do it. Of course. Write a mantra, start thinking about this, have something to look at for gratitude, go take a walk outside. Yeah. But I was like, this is fucking hard. And it, it was consistent. Like I had to consistently recognize it, accept it, not push it away. I think that was, that's a big thing too, is just like 
we can't just immediately change it. There's something underneath it. If you're feeling anxious or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling whatever, there is something underneath that that needs to be uncovered. Yep. And that needs to be uncovered and accepted. Yes. And then we can change the channel. Yep. And I think Mm. that's, that's what I had to learn was I had been in this state so many times, but so many times I pushed it away Mm. and just fueled myself into other things. And finally having the space of waking up one day and just being like, I'm now 29 years old. How, how many more years am I going to wake up and feel this way? Like it's time to face it. Oof. It's time to face it. And I remember just sitting in bed in the morning and being like, I am not okay. I am depressed. Like, I don't feel like I'm in a good place. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I'm so inauthentic. All this showing up to be this bubbly person. Like it's not who I currently am right now. And I remember like, it took me weeks to, to change the channel. It was hard. Yeah. But what do you, we can do it. Like we do have the sure. agency yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me more about like what those first steps were? I, I've always been an anxious person and mm. experienced a ton of anxiety, less depression. So I'm just so curious. Like, yeah, what were those first steps that you feel like got like that momentum moving towards that direction? I think it was simple, simple things. What do I know feels good? Mm. What do I know that makes me feel good? Especially with, so anxiety (laughs) is overactive. So you want to be less, you want to do less. Depression is underactive. You want to activate a little bit more Mm. to help. Yeah. So for me, it was, I know that moving my body makes me feel really good getting out there sweating. I know that nourishing my body with like good food feels good. Yes, it does. And I know that meditation as hard as it is, Mm -hmm. is going to feel good and getting outside. Yeah. So I started with those simple things and it sounds like a lot, but I started very simply like I knew, okay, for the gym, I need to follow a program to make it easy. I don't have to think about it. So I signed up for a program following that. Sure. Yep. Meditation, I started off with three minutes. Yep. Basic. Because I knew Basic. I couldn't handle more than that. Yep. Breath work. Again, I started off with a minute because I knew I could handle more than that. And when it came yep. to food, I made it very, very simple. easy. Like just simple, simple. And, yeah. and then just doing that, staying consistent and then going from there adding on if I could adding on if when I had the space yeah I love that I love that simplicity not overthinking this just what Mm -hmm. feels good to me and that's going to be different to each person and as you're saying that I literally have this (laughs) I have this post-it note on the wall behind you and it says what to do when you're sad (laughs) yes and mine Good. says, mine says, uh, get high and dance to hurt in a past life, which is a Maggie Rogers. Um, read a book and let your mind digest ideas. Cause I feel like sometimes I go kind of catabolic and I try to eat up myself me- mentally. Yeah. So I'm like, let's read something else. Let's get my ideas elsewhere. Um, reread your journal and ground yourself in yourself and the fluctuations of time. Watch a sad movie and release your emotions. Ooh, yeah, I've watched a good, like, seven pounds. That just made me cry, Will Smith, and I needed that once. Um, And then Mm. fresh air always heals. Yeah. I don't know. I probably have more. (laughs) That's amazing. I have one on my phone. Reminders (laughs) Reminders and goals. Yep. Yep. And it's 
Yeah, tell me yours. Nature, I have nature walks makes me feel better. Yeah. Teaching always makes me feel better because it's my purpose. Stop mm. just overthinking and go. Yeah. Pause before moving on something. Walks in nature feels good. Yeah. Staying Double committed. Check. <laughs> and working out. Like yeah. that's so funny that you have it is I think that's the that's a huge important thing is sure. Knowing what makes you feel good. And having that reminder, you have a sticky note, I have it in my phone, like put Mm -hmm. it somewhere. So when you're feeling in that, in a negative state, anxious, depressed, whatever it is, you're like, I know what makes me feel better. And it's hard to do it. Like it's hard to be like, I know that walking outside makes me feel better, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. But you have, you know. Right. But sometimes you like, what the fuck are we waiting for? Do you know what I mean? Like, why are we waiting to want it like I I have a hard time with that where like when I get super anxious and stressed and the idea of taking a shower feels like too much work and I just go I can I cannot do this right now and it's like wait I don't have to want to do it I can actually just do it I think two there's two things that I've learned that come away from that it's your anxiety again is trying to tell you something. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling anxious, like take the time to journal and figure yeah. out what's making me anxious. Cause I think what happens, especially with anxiety is that there's some, you have too much, there's something yeah. going on. Yeah. And therefore making dinner, walking outside to get the mail, taking a shower, making your bed, it's all going to feel very daunting. Yes. Too much. So you have to peel back the layers of why am I anxious right now? What am I doing too much of? What do I need to balance? Yeah. And then sitting with yourself in that moment and then remembering that like, I deserve to be happy. Yep. I deserve to feel good and then getting up and doing it. Yep. Yep. And I have no one else to do that for other than myself. Right. Like, There's no one pressuring me to do these things. I get to choose how I want to show up in this world and what I want to do. And in that process of creating that relationship with myself, I can then show up better for other people, which is such like a beautiful, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't even know what it is, reinforcing cycle, right? Like the more you love yourself, you show up with your friends, you're able to better love them. They're able to better love you. You continually love yourself and it just like keeps going in this practice. I feel like, yeah, of just learning to... Learning to love ourselves and not in some shitty positive toxicness of self love, mm-hmm. like the fullness of that being the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And seeing yeah. all of that with love. Yeah, love and love and listening, listening mm-hmm. to yourself. Like I think it's funny. Like this is like what I tell people sometimes is that you know when a friend calls, you're so willing to sit with them oh, on yeah. the phone. and work through whatever it is or they call you can you come over I'm having a really bad day and you sit next to them or you sit on the phone and you're listening to them and you're hugging them and you're giving them love Mm -hmm. and you're you're making that space to listen to what they're going through and give them love yeah but ourselves when we are feeling those states when we're depressed when we're anxious when we're feeling hurt xyz we're sometimes not willing to sit with ourselves and listen. And I think that's the difference. It's like, Mm. we have to show up for ourselves because I mean, I know adulthood is pretty tough. Like our (laughs) friends are not always available anymore. Like, I don't know, like there's times when my friends text me and they're going through it. And I'm like, I don't have the time to answer you right now. I know. I just don't. And I know those are the times where it's like, you have to know how to sit with yourself and talk to yourself. Like you would talk to yourself. Mm 
as a friend. Right, exactly. And this is reminding me a lot of that inner child work where people say, yes. like, imagine yourself as a child. Like, what would you say to a child? You would not berate them. No. Like, How dare you feel sad about your life? You don't even know what it's like to be an adult. You know, like, we would just never even do that talk. Yet to ourselves, where it can be so easy to just do that. Ugh, and I Or love- avoid. Yeah, Push exactly. away. I don't want to deal with you right now. Get away from me. Right. And would you say that to a child who is crying in no, front of you? No, people do, and y'all need to work on yourself if you do. But um, no, and we need to yeah. think that's the biggest thing is really like, okay, you're anxious. Okay, not why are you feeling anxious? Like literally have a conversation with yourself or journal yeah. and just, why do you feel, why are you feeling anxious right now? What's going on? Yeah. Okay, you don't really know. That's okay. Like, yeah. that's okay. Why don't we just sit for a second? Like. Why don't you just like cry or let it Mm -hmm. out? Like I'll give you a hug and you're talking to yourself and it's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And one of the things I feel like I've been really taking away from my like studies as a psychologist in training is the different areas of your brain that are active when you're in these different states. When you're in this uh, survival state, very stressed out, there is, we know from neuroanatomy and scans that you're actually activating a different part of the body or your brain than when you're in an emotional state. And then when you're in an executive state, those are activating different parts of your body. And so we have to have acceptance for the fact that currently where I'm at, my brain is activating a different part. I am not in using the normal part that I use in the frontal lobe, right? It is in a different Uh spot. And so how can we have compassion? Because literally it's a different part of the brain, right? And we're going to work through that to get back to our executive states, but recognizing having more compassion for the fact that like you're, you're very much so in a different aspect of your brain and children specifically have a hard time going between those different states. And so, you know, us as adults, Mm -hmm. we're still in that practice of, yeah, how do we co-regulate? How do we recognize where we're at and what emotional state we're in? Uh, Yeah. It's a beautiful practice, I think. Such me. And I love that you just brought, I love um, like neuroanatomy and all of that stuff. I think that it's, it's so important for people to understand that and Mm -hmm. I specifically like work, I have a nonprofit working with trauma survivors and what a lot of people, what's really important to understand from people is what you were just saying is that our body, if it's in those heightened states for a long period of time, that part of your brain is just always on that fight or flight, that like overthinking, it's that stress, it's always on and it's, it's hard to learn how to repattern it, but we we can, we have we have the agency to change that because like you just said, there are two different parts of our brain mm-hmm. and we can activate different parts based on when we need them. That's fight or flight. Yeah. We need that sometimes. We do. But unfortunately, sure. sometimes if people experience trauma and they're stuck in that state, yeah. it, it's, it's a detriment to the body. Yes, it is. And then we have that executive side that we can get to where we're more able to like think clearly and mm-hmm. like make better choices. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think part of what this whole conversation that we've been talking about is how to get between those two, Mm -hmm. right? Like how do we have the self-love? What are the practices? What are the different things we can focus on and the work that we can do to kind of get closer to that state and recognizing the fullness of that difficult work? It is, it is work, 
right? But also it is work. Yeah. yeah, the rewarding nature of it, you know, to come into that state of your executive where you're a little bit more calm, peaceful, responding rather than reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's rewarding and it takes time and it's not a quick fix. Like mm. it's not a red pill that you're yeah. going to pop and you're going to feel better in 20 minutes. It's like it's going to take time, but it's it's so rewarding cuz would yes. you rather know what you need and like be able to really like heal yourself and take maybe a year to maybe it takes like a good amount of time to get you just into self-regulation and then move on or would you rather just live in that heightened state for the rest of your life relying on things outside of you to fix the inward yeah yeah exactly yeah I've been in therapy for four years and I probably will continue you know what I mean like like yeah yeah, exactly where it's like this is probably never gonna end like how can I and I, I think that's healthy to have that space and that container where I can continually be asking like how can I re-regulate relearn and develop the better tools to do this and I yeah I think ooh, I'll plug therapy left and right always step one if you know everything how do you show up better with yourself how do you show up better with your relationships how do you show up better at work all these other things is yourself let's start there right and therapy coaching all these various aspects Mm -hmm. that can start that work I think is is step one yeah yeah I therapy I think is huge like four years that's amazing I think Mm -hmm. like when you think of therapy it's just that open space to talk yep and be vulnerable yep and there's so many times you don't have that and even if we do have friendships where we have that like I was saying earlier like your friends are not always available exactly and so having somebody that like literally has to listen to you because you're paying them is so helpful yes and just having it for life is just helpful just to talk through like this is what I'm going through this week um I just need to process this with somebody else and not just myself every day yep exactly exactly it's such a unique relationship uh, where you can just pour so much into that container and not have to feel this this sense of burdening someone or all these other pieces that you might feel yeah. exactly where you're with your friends and you you know when you're with these your friends and other pieces it's a reciprocal relationship you always want to make sure that it's feeling even in some long you know scheme of whatever your relationship is versus having this opportunity to just be this is fully what I am and I'm going to show up and dump all of it onto you and trust that you're listening and caring for me. Right. And my therapist always reminds me, it, it goes both ways. Like she learns a lot from me and I'm sure, you yeah. know, the same thing where I learn from people that I work with and that sort of stuff. But like, it is just such a, uh, such a container. And I, I love that, that empty container that you have that I'll hold for that person, you know, to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It is beautiful. And I think, I think the biggest thing with therapy too is you can go to somebody for for life, but you don't have to rely. It's not a reliance on they're going to fix me. The uh, the thing is that you know how to fix yourself. It's just nice to have. Yep. You can't do it all alone. Yep. You can't do it nope. all alone. It's exactly. nice to have somebody to talk to and just be like, yep. I have a big decision on my plate. Or you know what? I did this this week and I'm really fucking excited that I did this yep. this week. And I know you're going to listen. Exactly. So exactly. it's just that. It's just an, someone to bounce ideas and things off of like talk. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't notice when we're repeating something. Yep. It's so much hard. I mean, this is why it was easier for me to work with people than exactly. it was to work with myself. Sure. I could yep. see their pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm outside. Exactly. But being inside, it's so hard to recognize your patterns. And yep. I've noticed in my therapy, she's like, but this is your pattern. And so yep. you're doing, and I'm like, oh yeah. Yep. So having that outside 
perspective is so helpful. Exactly, which is yes, completely. And which is why as someone becoming a psychologist, I cannot be the therapist mm. of the closest people in my life because I am too close. I am too yeah. involved. I do not have that step back perspective to like hear fully exactly what your therapist is doing, right? Where they're like, oh, I'm noticing this, you know, I am, yeah, I'm too close to provide that level of therapeutic space, which is so healing. So yeah, it, it's definitely, a, it's a, it's a perspective that I think is so beautiful. And one of the metaphors I relate it to is like coffee, I'm not dependent on my coffee, right? If I wanted to, I could stop drinking it. But boy, right. do I love that it wakes me up in yeah. the morning. It makes me feel full and all these sort of things. And if I needed to stop therapy, I could. But I, I think I'm more productive with a little bit of therapy in my, you know, in my week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Same. Same. Exactly. I love going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Ugh. Well, this has been a very lovely and insightful conversation about self-love. Yeah. There is one question I ask everyone on the podcast, and it is, what is one thing that you wish other people knew was more normal? Oh, God, I've been thinking about that. <sighs> what I've gone through is I've, I feel like I've started over, mm. and I think it's normal to feel like you're going backwards and maybe even go backwards. Yes. Yes. And believe and and trust that it's going to take you two steps forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's more normal than we have such a society of the pressure to be successful yep. and be at certain places in our life. Like I'm 29 in my head. I should own a house. Yeah. My business should be fully yep. up and running and it's not in this yeah. year. I had to take a huge step back and come back mm. to a place I didn't think I was ever going to have to come back to again. Right. And that was so hard Ugh. for me to accept. That was yes. part of what, like the reason I was in that spiral. Like I'm yes. back in this fucking place again. I'm yep. starting over. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And it's normal. And it's better to start over than to keep plowing through yep. a mess. Yep. In yeah. something you're not happy with. Ugh. Yeah. It's much more normal. And I think for me and for like people out there who like have a hard time, like all I cared about was what other people were thinking of me mm. in this place. Mm. Even a move, uh, I made a huge move last year that I was not in my heart ready to make. And I made it Oof. because I told other people I was going to do it. Oof. And now I'm back starting over. Mm. And wishing, and that was part of my regret. Like, I was like, I wish I didn't fucking move. Damn. And so I've had to start over and I've had to really let my ego go and yeah. let other people's thoughts of me go and just know that this step back, I need to take advantage of and like go inward right. and keep focusing on like that there's light out mm. there. Yeah. Yeah. As you're speaking, what's coming to mind is the saying that growth is not linear. No. yeah right like that's that's it like it is not linear it is cul-de-sacs u-turns re-navigating all the time yeah and it's it's scary and it's it's really scary yeah you do what's in your heart and like even if it means starting over it's normal to Mm -hmm. do that Mm. I would rather move home with my parents right now than like be trudging through. Yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. Accepting when you need help. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. You you shared so much vulnerability with your own oh, journey, and I, I I'm sure so many people are gonna benefit from just hearing this dialogue between the two of us of the realness that is self love, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for having this container. I feel like so many people need to hear about this stuff. Like we're, we're all struggling, yes, and yes. it's okay. Yes, and, yes. And, and, and exactly. just be fucking vulnerable, people, in yourself, because I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's going to feel so much better. As soon as I accepted that I was depressed, yep. and then I started telling people I'm yep. not doing well, I f- started to feel better because I Ugh. wasn't faking it every yes. single day of my life. And it yes. was hard, and it was scary, and I've cried in front of so many people Ugh. that I've, like, never would have thought I'd cry in front yes. of them, but- at least I feel connected to myself and connected to others versus this fake yep. thing, persona yeah. I was doing. Hell yeah. There is so much strength and vulnerability. So much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I hope I, I stay just as soft, right? Especially like becoming a yeah. psychologist supposed to quote unquote have the answers to the human experience. I'm like, nope, no, nope. I got, I got nothing. I'm on this journey with you. Like, what are we doing? Let's co-work together to see how we can be better in this world. You know, and that's going to make you authentic. It's, I hope so. You know, Why would you want to sit across from a therapist who has never been through anything or isn't willing? Then they don't know. That's how I was like, yeah. I wasn't dealing with my shit and I realized that like I wasn't really fully healing people because that energy exchange wasn't good. Like I wasn't dealing with my shit telling other people to deal with theirs. Yeah. And now that I'm dealing with mine, I feel like I'm going to be a better coach and a better therapist. And so you will too. Mm. Yeah. Showing up fully human. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I'm excited for your journey and you're going to be just having this space, you know, you're going to do amazing with what, sure. you're, what you do. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And you get to shape me, right? Whoever you pick next shapes me. Yes. As a human. It's such a weird process where I'm like, yes. who do you want me to talk to? And it, cause it expands my perspective every time I have a guest and they get to pick it's yeah, it changes me. So it, it's very fun to be open to this. That. Yeah. Is there yeah. anywhere you want to plug for people that might be really resonating with you where they can find out more and connect with you? Sure. I'm a little, um, I took a break healthy to do with my own shit these I past few it. months. Um, and I'm finally starting everything back up actually this month. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, Natalie Rose Onaki. That's my LLC coaching. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a nonprofit. It's to break the cycle of assault and oh, wow. abuse and sexual assaults by yeah providing people with the tools to heal themselves and really Mm. break that cycle. And that's called the mother tree foundation. So on Instagram, it's at the mother tree foundation. If anybody wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you and your energy and your fullness and your presence. (laughs) Thank you too. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. What a good way to start the week. (laughs) Seriously. Happy Monday. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. Let's get after it. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's episode, then leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're a part of the Anarchist community, then follow us on Instagram or nominate a guest for the show by sending in a letter to modernanarchypodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'll see you next week.